Hi, it's Dr. Greg Jantz. Relationships that are healthy. The power of connection. How to keep them healthy. Next on Hope and Possibility. Dr. Gregory Jans is a best-selling author of over 45 books and the founder of the Center A Place of Hope, voted a top 10 center for depression treatment in the U.S. As the pioneer of whole person care, Dr. Jans is known as the messenger of hope. Now the nation's expert on anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationships, trauma, and PTSD, here is Dr. Gregory Jans. Hi, Dr. Jantz here for some hope and possibilities in our relationships. We all, if there's one single thing that we all really want and desire is really it's healthy relationships. We can't live in isolation. Well, we don't do a good job when we do. In a recent survey, 61% of Americans said that they were and are lonely. Loneliness has taken a stronghold in our country because of those 61% that said, I'm lonely, most, in a follow-up question, said they cannot even identify one close friend. I was motivated to write a small mini book. I love these mini books. You know, they're like less than 100 pages, and they really get to the core issues quickly. And it's a challenge. It's probably harder than writing a, a regular-sized book because you got to be really careful and put it all in very few pages. And the power of connection, because we all want to have healthy relationships, but sometimes we did not have a good relationship model. Sometimes we did not have an opportunity to really learn what is a healthy relationship. Think about it. Who was your relationship mentor? We didn't have a mentor for relationships. We observed from our family, maybe things that were positive, maybe things that weren't, and we learned to have friends, and then we learned that friends were not always friends or always reliable, and maybe by the time we were a teenager, we began to develop something called distrust of people. And we're answering the question, where do I fit in? Who are my people? And we always tend to move towards where we feel acceptance. It's not always the healthiest options. Think about it. Some kids will move towards more gang-like because there's acceptance, but it's not the healthy choice. Well, what are some of the things that really begin to disconnect us from people? And I talk about identifying the causes of disconnection. And one is withdrawal. We went through a pandemic of sorts for, let's say, three years. And there was a lot of withdrawing, a lot of isolation from people uh, disconnecting intentionally because suddenly people weren't safe and we really embedded fear in our relationships for kids when they returned to school all the rules were different I don't I don't hug my teacher anymore if I'm a in grade school or kindergarten and my teacher doesn't touch me or hug me because now it's it's not safe or it's not right and and my friends who's okay who's not do we hug and go through the normal physical connections as we grow up see all the rules changed but they changed for adults too so we went into more withdrawal and social isolation and that's part of what created this deep sense of loneliness loneliness has been called an epidemic that means so many people 
60 plus percent are really struggling with loneliness, which leads us down, I write about it here, the path of depression. And this is why depression levels are at all-time highs. Depression and anxiety, anxiety right now being the highest. Anxiety, the most common diagnosis that we have, followed by depression, followed by this up, uprising in addiction and addictive behavior. We are at a place where uh, our mind, I'll call it mind pollution, our mind and our thoughts and our thinking have become quite toxic. And toxicity in our thinking uh, pulls us generally away from people. And we begin to perceive people as mistrusting or we're hypersensitive. Uh, there's a hypercriticalness that's out there. People are hypersensitive, hypercritical, and angry and irritated. And that's the theme that we see going on. And so we're seeing more division pulling people apart versus bringing people together into healthy relationships. Causes of isolation. I want to share just a few of these. Now, poor health and um, moving away from people because you don't feel good about yourself could be even poor emotional health. I am emotionally not well and I'm, I don't want to be around people. That'll do it right there. That'll create that isolation. That's a relationship disconnect point. We know too, and this one's a really common one, busyness or overactivity, doing a lot of things. And people will just say, well, I do a lot of things. I'm, and I'm around people, but I'm not in relationship. It's the person who goes, let's say, to the athletic club, and they're participating in various classes. They're in and out, and they're saying, yeah, I'm around people. They don't really talk to anybody besides a hello. They're disconnecting, though they put themselves in social situations. And they can seem really busy and seem connected, but they're very disconnected. Um, which leads me to the next one I want to mention. It's an unhealthy reliance, uh, an unhealthy self-reliance. And an unhealthy self-reliance is uh, I can do all this on my own. I don't really need people. I don't really need others. And so it's that self-reliance that ends up I'm alone and I'm alone and then I'm lonely. And when I'm lonely is when we tend to engage in self-destructive behaviors, addictions, secret, secret addictions. Um, alcohol, pornography, misuse of prescription drugs, um, temptations to engage in anything that I'll call mood altering. We want to alter our mood so we do different things that ultimately, ultimately really do end up being self-destructive. So substance abuse and addictions is on my list as a relationship disconnect. So these are things that rob us of intimacy, move us away from relationships, and cause us to disconnect. Now, some went through a difficult time and there was unemployment. They were really um, lost a job and felt some rejection. And with that rejection, kept themselves even out of the workplace um, or as long as they could because they perceived rejection. So rejections, uh, perceived or real, can cause us to disconnect from people. Um, one of the things that we want to mention, and it's a tough one, but let's say you lose a spouse through death, through divorce. So losing a loved one. 
And this is such that um, we can find ourselves in a place of complex grief. And that grief is such that we find that we cannot um, really re-engage with other people because we're still in deep um, sorrow and we choose, no, I'll never be in another relationship. Um, and we begin this, it's kind of a systematic withdrawal from relationships after a significant loss. Whereas we need the grief and we need to process, but we need to re-engage and re-engage in relationships. So um, grief's a big one that can really pull you away. Uh, and it's really unintentional. It's that I don't have the energy, I don't have the emotional um, reserve to reinvest in a relationship, or it feels that way. These are just a few of the highlighted ones in uh, the power of connection, what causes us to disconnect. And one of the things then as we disconnect, we are more susceptible to uh, the struggle with depression, the anxiety, and I wanna mention social anxiety. We're more prone towards social anxiety, which is that sense of great discomfort when I'm around people. Sometimes it's like more than two or three people and I can't be in a large group, I can't be in a social gathering. Um, and we begin to suffer from self-doubt. Did I wear the right thing? Do people like me? You're riddled with so much self-doubt that you find it hard to um, engage or uh, concentrate on a conversation because of that level of self-doubt anxiety and feeling like I'm unworthy, nobody likes me, and that internal dialogue that's really, really tough. And it's just what's going on in your head and people don't know it, but that's uh, really, uh, in a way, torturous thinking that causes you to have a lot of social anxiety. All right, so five keys to connection. And this is important really if we pull it all down what do we really want you go okay i want to have a few really good friends and good relationships i want peace in my relationships i want some joy i want some trust you know it's like i want to have some laughter by the way just not enough laughter right now in in relationships and there's a hypersensitivity to oh it's okay to laugh at that it's like all the rules of change so um it's like being a comedian right now might be a little tough because it's like who what's what's funny anymore here's the thing in our relationships we need to have laughter we need to have humor and that's one of the bonding factors okay um, step out of the comfort zone your comfort zone and re-engage now who I re-engage with and where I go to re-engage is, is important. The environment of re-engaging in relationships and where I'm going to find a more likelihood of other healthy or like-minded people, I need to decide where I'm looking for. Um, you know, some of the social scenes and uh, bars and clubs, it's like, okay, that's probably not where I'm going to develop a long-term healthy relationships. I can disconnect from reality and enter into a world of alcohol and um, other things that is not 
going to be serving me well, but where am I going to go and be in environments that I can have a sincere, um, real conversation with people where I can engage and, and bond in a healthy way? All right. So, but we got to step out and, and take risk, which is why I, I put here number two, put yourself in the company of a variety of people. Every day, I find myself still stretching myself a bit, but finding every day that there's an opportunity to reach out or to talk to somebody wherever I go, engage with them, and be a positive uh, force in their life and to touch a life of another person. Uh, and, and sometimes it takes some courage or, or risk. Um, everybody needs a look, a positive look, um, a positive touch. Um, touch on, be careful of that one, but it, it's a touch on the shoulder. Uh, it, you know, it's a handshake, but a look, a touch, and a word. Everybody needs an affirming word. How can I uh, affect people that are around me in a way that I can see the opportunity to be affirming to others, taking that risk? Um, it's always delightful when you have somebody that uh, comes up and they say something to you uh, as a part of a conversation um, that's a positive and you begin then to engage in a whole different way than somebody said uh, came up to you and gave you uh, <laughs> a criticism so all right we've got to repractice empathy this is the next one on my list emphasize empathy finding ways to really show sincere care and you can say well you know what I'm so worn out in relationships I'm so full perhaps maybe I have unforgiveness that I'm really short on empathy and showing care and concern to others so maybe I need to go back and go what do I need to detoxify myself of old hurt Am I carrying unforgiveness? Am I carrying bitterness? Am I carrying resentment? What do I need to detox myself from in my relationship, in my personal well-being so that I can have well-being? So, all right, just a few ideas today as we're looking at um, connections that can be healing and rebuilding healthy relationships. We have to know what disconnects us and what are we willing to do to re-engage. And sometimes it's a real important time where we look at ourselves and go, okay, what do I need to clean up about myself? What do I need to, uh, what am I doing? You know, sometimes we hear, what's the vibes I'm sending out? What is it I'm communicating to others? Um, is it um, an attraction of good and of good words and goodwill or do, when people see me do they kind of cringe we all have people in our life that when you're around them you're, you feel yourself backing off you don't there's a distrust you're not really close to them but they've done some things or said some things that's been injurious to you and there's a hold back there's a barrier and this is where we need to look at what am i communicating to others and do I need to look at self-forgiveness or forgiveness of some past hurt or trauma? Do I need to deal with trauma in my life so that I can have fresh, healthy connections? And that's not, that's not social media. We're talking real-time relationships and having a, if you will, um, a network of 
good and healthy relationships. We all want that. And we not only can aspire towards that and work towards that, we can also write down everybody in our life that we're grateful for and how do I continue to build a bridge of a healthy relationship with them? Where do I need to take risk? I did it today. Um, somebody that I only had one brief encounter uh, would have been over a year ago who I really do want to, to know and engage with. And I found out how to connect with this person and I left a message today. <laughs> I'm reaching out. Well, as of this moment, I haven't heard back yet, but I'm believing I will. Be courageous, be bold. And uh, I personally believe that God can instill that within us and we can be a lighthouse of others, of my my position is a lighthouse of others of, of God's love and we can do this and we can have those relationships that we really desire. <laughs>